Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Last week, we finished our discussion of The Outsider Book, Chapter 2. This week, we continue our discussion with Chapter 3. My name's Colton. And I'm Melina. And today, we are continuing our discussion with The Outsider by Stephen King. The book. The book. Not the show yet. Uh, yeah. This is going to be the last discussion we have on the book for now. The next thing we do will be the TV first TV show episode. Yep. Uh, it should definitely cover... The first episode. Yeah, for the sure. first episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're like third of the way through the 36%. book. 36%. So, yeah. I have a track, hey. I know. Hey, I'm pretty good, though, because a yeah. third is 33%, yeah. so I'm doing pretty good. Yep, and this <laughs> show has, like, what, 10 episodes? Yeah. So that, I, it's kind of weird. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what they're going to add in. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So we don't know what happens in the show yet. No. Nope. Watch the show, and then we'll have our little comparison episode. And then, but this week we're doing chapter three. Mm-hmm. But before that, I have these <laughs> things in front of me that we will be consuming they are not um liquid like usual usually i get a weird looking drink that i have to taste this week they're jello yep and these are these are jello shots they're jello shots they're very red um Mm -hmm. that's to symbolize the blood that is spilled in this section Ah, yes (laughs) good there's a lot of that okay i'm gonna try it (laughs) how do you do this okay is it vodka? Nope. Tequila? Nope. You can sniff it too. I don't know. The jello's cherry. Yeah. I'll call something else. I'm getting it in the aftertaste, but I don't know if that's just because I know what it is or Like I it's kind of familiar. It should be. We drink a lot of it. But it's not vodka. Nope. It's not fireball? Yep. It is fireball. Yep. It's fireball and cherry jello. See the cinnamon isn't really coming out. Yeah. For me. It's definitely more of the cherry. I feel like it's kind of like an aftertaste for yeah. me of cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a... I never had a Jello shot before. Uh-huh. It's such a weird, like, sensation in your mouth and your throat. <laughs> yeah? Yes. It's very weird and gooey. <laughs> Got a whole little, uh, flight here of... <laughs> jello shots okay so this was two cups of boiling water um well because to make jello you need two cups of boiling water okay and that you dissolve like all the jello crystals in okay and then you're supposed to add a cup of cold water to it well instead i just added a cup of fireball <laughs> so it's okay. literally two parts water one part fireball okay yes nice so there is a lot of yeah. Yes, even though it may not taste like it. Yes. You could get, you could die. You could die from this. <laughs> Hopefully we don't. <laughs> <laughs> good good answer. Okay. This section is called the arraignment and it is takes place on July sixteenth. So it starts out Ralph wants Terry to wear a bulletproof vest, but Howie Gold is refusing my notes don't make any sense. Okay. 
Ralph wanted Terry to wear a bulletproof vest, but Howie Gold was refusing because he thought that it would make Terry look guilty. Yep. For the arraignment. For Terry to wear during the arraignment. Yep. So Ralph doesn't get his way, but he receives a phone call and walks away for a second. And then the phone call's super short, and then he comes right back, and then he suggests they leave. I had a little bit more. Yeah. There's a ton more. What? There's a ton more. Okay. I just had more, like, before that. I had, like, about the vest. Oh, go for it. Uh, Vernon Gilstrap, the assistant district attorney, who was the person holding the vest, and he said, What do you say, chum? Want to risk getting shot? Okay, by me, if you do, save the state the expense of a bunch of appeals before you take the needle. Terry says, No vest. I don't want to stand in front of Judge Horton in a sweaty shirt. I coached his grandson in Little League. And then he was led out into another room where Marcy Maitland was with the pregnant detective and Yoon Sablo a state police officer. Marcy ran to Terry and kissed him on the cheek before she was pulled back. Then I wrote down a thought Ralph had. He said, I think I came close to pitting some evidence last night. I think it was close. If Sablo hadn't been there, if it had just been me and Samuels. And then that is referring to what we talked about during the last episode, the book that had the fingerprints, and we were debating on if he actually took it into evidence or not. Well, I knew that he took it into evidence. I just didn't know if he had tampered with it. it. Yeah. And apparently he didn't. This kind of clears up, since it's in his own mind, that he didn't tamper with it. Right. Howie breaks Ralph from his thoughts by telling Ralph that the victim's mother died of a heart attack the night before. And Ralph had taken a phone call a few minutes previously, which you had just mentioned, and when Howie provoked him, he said that the phone call was Dr. Bogan and that they matched the semen DNA sample to Terry's cheek swab that they had taken. Right, because the phone call occurred much earlier, but then Ralph didn't reveal what the phone call was about until right. after Howie had kind of softened him up with telling him how, oh, the mother died and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're a really, you know, you're, you, I always thought you were one of the good cops you know, right. not one that would, you know, tamper with evidence. And he was like, Samuels obviously oh, yeah. isn't a good cop, but mm-hmm. you are a good cop, Ralph, so do the right thing. And, you know, let's find the actual killer. You know, right. Terry obviously isn't the killer. You know, you know, Ralph, do the right thing. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, there's a man out there that actually killed someone and you know that Terry didn't do it. So right. that's when Ralph kind of opens up and kind of talks about the DNA, the semen DNA, DNA mm-hmm. and how it actually was Terry's. So it's like, ah, what does this mean? Yeah. Section two? Yep. So yeah, chapter three, section two. So section two starts with a little bit of information about the Flint County Courthouse. It said, until 2015, the Flint County Courthouse was next to the Flint County Jail, which was very convenient because it made arraignments very easy because they could just take the prisoners from the jail and walk them over to the courthouse very easily. But now... There is a half-constructed civic center in the middle of the two, and prisoners had to be transported six blocks to the new courthouse. So that's kind of the whole scene of this chapter, mm-hmm. is transporting Terry from the jail to the courthouse for right. the arraignment. So I just have that. They were leaving the jail. Um, outside were police cars, a blue prisoner bus, and Howie's black SUV. People with signs were standing outside saying the signs said things such as execute the child killer and Maitland will burn in hell. So there's the officers. I didn't really record any of their names or anything. So, no, I didn't either. Uh, there were some officers walking with Terry and taking him to the prisoner bus. The prisoners inside of the bus were catcalling him saying things such as, hey faggot, did you bend your dick getting it in? 
you're bound for the needle, Maitland, and did you suck his cock before you bit it off? All very twisted things, but it's a bunch of also prisoners, so, you know, yes. I mean, you don't know what they did. It could have been nothing, right. or it could have been a lot, but, yeah, so everyone is pretty much saying that Terry is just a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they think he yeah. did it. I mean, why would they have any reason to believe he didn't, you yeah. know? You would trust the police department and that mm-hmm. they've, you know, taken the correct measures, but... Yep, and so... While Terry's being taken to the prisoner bus, Howie and Marcy are going to Howie's SUV, where Alec is the driver. Mm -hmm. Um, There's uh, news reporters there, and they're all yelling, and some of them are yelling at Marcy um, and asking if she knew he was going to kill the kid and if she tried to stop him. Um, And Howie obviously was like, just keep your head down, don't say anything. So then they get into Howie's vehicle, and they start to drive towards the courthouse. Marcy comments that the whole town hates him, even though he did so much good for them, like just, you know, being a coach, being a father, being a good citizen. And she said it took nothing for them to just throw all that away and think that he's completely in it, or completely guilty and hate him. Yeah. So Howie tries to reassure her that once the jury can't convict him, that the town will realize that he isn't so bad. Alec is driving, and he kind of grimaced at this because he knew that that wouldn't happen. Because no. until they found the murderer, they, everyone would assume that even if he wasn't convicted, he would still be the killer. You know, right. They would just think that it was some shoddy That he got work. away with it. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we leave. They're just driving to the courthouse and Howie's Black yep. SUV. Chapter th- or Section 3. Shot. Yep. <clears throat> it's like coating my throat. <laughs> Get the jella, jella, jella. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Those jiggle. It's such an odd, like, thing. Oh, that texture. Oh, I can't, you know You hate that. this. You hate this so much. <clears throat> I don't necessarily hate it. I think I just need to make them smaller. Because it, like, literally fills my entire mouth when I pop it in there. And it's a lot. And it's just like a big like squash to like get it down my throat. <laughs> it's not bad. I just I don't think I would take them in this kind of quantity. Probably not. Like I think I'd be okay with like one or two, and then yeah. the rest like doing liquid. This yeah. is just a lot. Yeah. So section three, the procession of vehicles. And the bus reached the Flint County Courthouse, and there was a crowd twice as large there, with, I think, later in the section it says seven TV stations were represented. Yeah. As they were all getting out of the vehicles, the crowd starts chanting, just like, needle, over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a mob of people, and the sawhorses, like, get knocked over a couple times, and people are, like, running through, and the police keep having to, like, push people back. Yeah, it, I have that the crowd of people are getting restless, and it is very clear that they did not staff enough police for this. Yes. They, they kind of comment that since it's the summer, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the police force isn't, you know, as strong because of vacations and stuff. So there's just right. not as many police officers as there probably should have been, or they should have just kept this under wraps more and put, taken Terry through the back door. Yes. So it's just very clear that this is kind of out of hand. There's a lot of people. It's turning into like a mob. Yes. And so, uh, Ralph saw Samuels standing inside the courthouse doors looking dumbfounded like he wasn't expecting the crowd of people. Yeah. He was questioning why they didn't even think to bring Terry through the back doors. Yeah. Marcy got out of her car even though 
they were trying to like get Terry through the doors first and get the crowd calmed down before yeah. she instead of left, having but... instead of having <clears throat> Terry and Marcy out in the open at right. the same time, it probably would have been much better just to have Terry go through and then have Marcy right. go through later. That's but... what they tried, but Marcy yes. like literally just like pushed her way out of the car and ran after Terry. Uh, someone at the crowd actually threw a book at her who brings a book to a mob rally i don't know i thought that was really weird i didn't write (laughs) down the name of the book but yeah i just thought that was such a strange thing to do right so and then ralph called marcy's name which caused terry to turn around the sheriff tried to keep him moving towards the doors but um how he got to marcy but as he did a large burly guy knocked over a sawhorse and rushed at them Howie drove his shoulder into the guy's midsection. So this is this is becoming violent. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was funny what this guy this burly guy said. He ran at her and he said, "Did you cover up for him, you evil cunt? Did you?" It's like the pure hatred for even the wife is just yeah. incredible. It's so crazy. So all hell broke loose with the crowd turning into a full-on mob. Rob, not Rob. Fuck. Mob. I said mob, and then Ralph is the next word, so I must be feeling these jello shots. Okay. Ralph noticed someone in a knit cap, which he thought was Whoa. odd. Oh, you had more? I did have more. You had more. Um, the crowd is getting riled up. Yes. And someone in the crowd spits in Terry's face. Oh, yeah. And so the guy kind of spits in Terry's face, and then he turns to run away, but Ralph sticks his foot out, and he trips over his foot. And so Ralph tells a police officer to arrest him immediately, but he's arguing with the cop. Um, meanwhile, Terry like, kind of walks over to this guy, helps him up, and says something to him. The man nods and then turns and walks away or runs away, mm-hmm. which is very interesting that the man that comes and spits in Terry's face gets tripped by Ralph, and then Terry goes over there and helps him. And not only that, he talks to the guy, and the guy doesn't, like, immediately hit him or spit in his face again. Yeah. It's very interesting that this whole interaction, I think, is very, very interesting. And Ralph even mentions that he, like, that haunts him later on. Like, yes. That he goes back to that moment over and over again and just is, like, dumbfounded as to what happened. The only thing that I think of is that this guy is, like he's in on it or something like like this terry isn't the real terry maybe or my i don't know obviously but like this <laughs> is just in my head like this isn't the real terry I didn't think about there that. he set this guy up to spit in his face just so terry could tell him something or i mm-hmm. i don't know but it, i just thought this whole interaction was very very strange because terry literally talks to this guy for a split second he nods and walks away or runs away yeah. before, you know, anyone else can tackle him or arrest him or anything. I, I just don't, I don't get where that I fits in. Either. I don't know if it'll come up later. It might have been nothing, but. I thought it was nothing, but now that I think about it and that Ralph even had that thought that that moment in time is what haunts his dreams later on. Not anything that happens afterwards, Yeah, but that that moment is what caused him to think like that is interesting i so, didn't i didn't even write it down right so. right and but i did and i just think it's it's peculiar i think it's curious yes. i don't know because i i truly believe well i don't know because up to this point we're led to believe that this is the real terry but what if it isn't 
the real Terry? Or, like, what if it's a double? Or, like, I... Hmm. You know what I mean? Because... Why would why would he talk to someone? The person they arrested who said he was Terry, his DNA matches the semen. Yes. That was found on the kid's body. Yes. So maybe this isn't Terry. Right? And Marcy hasn't really spent much time with him. Yes. Like, just, like, glances and, like... And the people yeah. that... Because there's no person other than Howie that has actually really talked to this right. Terry. The only people that we know knew... The people, the English teachers at the conference the night that the kid was murdered, they were with the real Terry. Yes. They are very confident. They spent the whole time with him. They would know if he had any ticks or anything they, that they didn't, us- they he didn't usually him. have. Like, they, yes. they spent a lot of time together. They're yes. teachers in the same department. They know each other. They're mm-hmm. very close colleagues. They went on a trip together. And we, so. and we know that Howie and Terry are close, but how close could they really be? You they know, like coached he doesn't, they coach together, but they didn't but like work together. Not they didn't, like recently either. Yes. So, and Howie probably understands being a lawyer and being a really good lawyer, he understands that being in stressful situations can make people act differently. So maybe even if he was acting differently, yes. that they didn't. The only thing is, he gave that really long like speech to Ralph when they were interviewing him. Yeah. About his kid. Yeah, about the same time as that cheat. That was the exact same time as the cheat swap. So that's the only thing that might throw a pin in that. So I don't know. It's just something to think about. That's what I picked up. I thought this was very important. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was super weird that he would talk to someone. Like, one minute this guy is very angry at him, spits in his face, and the next moment he doesn't hurt Terry, he doesn't spit in Terry's face, he doesn't, yeah. you know, he, he talks to Terry, nods and runs away. Hmm. Like, we don't know what they say, but I just think it's very right. interesting. So, I'm sorry for taking up so much time, but no, that was just very, yeah. very interesting to me. Please continue, I'm sorry. <laughs> to go on with the person in the knit cap? Yes. Okay, so Ralph notices someone in a knit cap, which he thought was really odd, considering it was early in the morning and already, like, mid-80s out, so really hot. Yep. And he saw that person reach into a mailbag and while he he's going through his head he's Mm -hmm. like thinking of um the interview with the old woman mrs uh stanhope yes and so he's kind of thinking back to the interview where he says are you sure it was frank peterson that you saw on the day that he was murdered Mm -hmm. and she says oh yes it was frank there are two peterson boys both both with red heads and so Ralph notices that there's red hair sticking out of right. the knit cap this man was wearing. Mm-hmm. And so the person reaches into the mailbag and pulls out a gun. And so Ralph shouts, gun. And all the police officers start, like, trying to get their guns out of their holsters. Yes. Um, the issue was there is a, like, blonde news anchor, anchor standing directly in front of Ollie yep. P- Peterson. And... So Ralph could not get a clear shot on him before he could shoot anyone. Mm-hmm. Ollie fired. Yep. And got the side of Terry's head and yep. shouted, My brother wasn't enough. You had to kill my mother, too. Ollie fired again and, like, really missed, hit a car across the street or something. Yes. I don't know if he got jostled. It didn't really say that, but... Yeah, but he missed the second right. shot. Um, then Sablo, like, tackled the news anchor that was standing in front of him to give Ralph a clear shot. So Ralph shot, but was jostled and hit a camera that a cameraman was holding instead. And during that time, Ollie 
fired a third time, and then Ralph got a clear shot and fired, hit Ollie square in the forehead. Yep. So barely, you know, just not, you know, almost in time if he wouldn't have been jostled, but right. now he, so he got the third shot off. Like seconds. Yep. So, uh. That's all I have for section three. Do you have more? Oh. Was there a section four? Yep. Oh. I guess I didn't separate it. I just okay. have one long section three. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> section three wasn't that, like, long. It was just, like, it went through the shots. Yes. And then section four, literally, like, the first line is the first bullet was a superficial yes. wound. So they, so the first shot only grazed Terry and would have only made a scar, but, and then the second shot obviously missed him, but the third shot hit him straight in the chest. And so several times the police officers literally say or think if mm-hmm. Terry would have, you know, wouldn't have refused the bulletproof vest, things would have been different. Right. But the shot hit him in the chest because he didn't have a bulletproof vest on. Mm-hmm. And Marcy is trying to, you know, get to her husband. Mm-hmm. But Ralph pushes her away, pushes Howie away, and Alec um, holds Marcy back. Um, Ralph is trying to talk to Terry. He's saying, hey, Terry, this is not good. That You got hit in the chest. You're not going to make it. Please make a dying declaration to clear your conscience. Did you kill Frankie Peterson? And Terry says, no, he didn't kill Frankie. But tell me, Ralph, how will you clear your conscience? And then he, mm-hmm. he, Terry's eyes closed. He struggles to open them. A couple seconds later, he's, he's dead. Right. Um, so Ralph turns and tells Marcy that he is dead. And Marcy kind of explodes on him. She says, this is your fault. If you hadn't arrested him in public, these people never would have been here. You might as well have shot him yourself. Um, She charges after him and scratches his face, making his cheek bloody. Um, He he thinks that he kind of deserves that. Right. He grabs her wrists and tells her that it was Ollie's fault. Ollie was the one that shot the shot. Um, But Marcy's kind of like, yeah, but... Or, you know, they kind of say, well, yeah, but if... Ollie shot the shot. Like, if, right. if there was no one else here, then Ollie would have been, like, a sore thumb in the crowd. There was no way he would have been able to shoot him. Right. And they would have probably noticed him, a, you know, person wearing a stocking cap in the middle of summer. Yeah. With a mailbag around his waist. Yeah, they probably would have noticed him before they did. Because it would have probably just been, like, him and a bunch of, like, news stations. Not, mm-hmm. not the entire fucking mob that happened mm-hmm. so marcy stands up and screams at the crowd saying terry was innocent his dying command was that he was innocent you know why would a dying man lie and then she's like is everyone fucking happy now you know right. <laughs> he's dead now even though he was innocent they know that the crowd is returning taking pictures of the whole scene and taking pictures of his body on facebook during this whole event, Terry had Howie's coat to cover his cuffed hands to make him look better, but right. Ralph used this coat to cover his face to try to save a little bit of face. Ralph went to the courthouse steps, sat down, and lowered his head between his knees. The only thing I have to add on that is you kind of missed the interaction she had with Samuels, which I think oh, you kind of okay. mentioned it, because when Marcy was screaming, she she had, to Ralph, she had said, well, you got your dying statement at least, didn't you? So Ralph didn't respond to her, and Marcy turned to see Samuels had come, like, right sa- right outside of the courthouse doors. So Marcy screamed at him. He said he didn't do it. He said he was innocent. We all heard it, you son of a bitch. As my husband lay dying, he said he was innocent. And then Samuels just turned and went back inside. 
episode. Yeah, so that's the end of that chapter. That's kind of a short chapter, only four sections. But, um, yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot longer. I was like, oh, the arraignment, there's going to be a lot of court filing, and we're going to be in the court for a while, and we're going to be talking about the events. No, he fucking died. (laughs) I think something that was interesting is, which I didn't see it coming, but you, in the last episode, had said that Ollie was going to be fucked up. Yes. And, which is really interesting because I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And Ollie went I, fucking insane. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, I it never once crossed my mind that he would kill Terry, though. I thought he'd be fucked up because, obviously, his brother and then his mom dies. Like, right. all right, yeah, you're messed up for life, kid. Mm-hmm. But I did not, I thought he would, like, you know, kill a puppy, elevate it to killing a neighbor, killing kids on his own. I don't know, but I never thought that he would I didn't know what this whole chapter would bring but mm-hmm. I did not think that they would open it up so much to where he would be shot like this like I didn't right. think that he would be on the open like this to be shot and especially yeah. not by Ollie I you know that's right. it's crazy it, it really you know even though I did kind of think that he would be messed up and do something crazy I did just didn't see this coming really no. I didn't think he would die this chapter I didn't th- I mean in all honesty, I really didn't think that Terry would die at all. Yeah. But, yeah, it's nuts. Because, like we said before, we're, what, 36% of the way through the mm-hmm. book? So, we have a decent amount of the book left to go. Like, yeah. what? I mean, obviously, it's going to be trying to find yeah. Frankie's killer. But, yes. like, and then the mystery of the two Terrys. Yes. Like, what? But, like, I just didn't think that they'd kill off, like, the main character so soon right <laughs> and you know stephen king he's a sick bastard so he he changes it up it definitely keeps you on your toes i'll tell you what and <sighs> you know i didn't see that any other no coming. it's that's nuts for sure yeah but yeah next episode we're going to be discussing the first episode mm-hmm. of the tv show yep. it's on hbo so we'll be we'll be watching that soon and getting the mm-hmm. episode out for next monday Maybe even later this week. We'll see. Jello shots. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.